This is the E-Commerce Brain Trust, a podcast about building momentum online for established consumer brands. Join our hosts and their expert guests for high-level conversations about e-commerce strategies, trends, and innovations. Access our Brain Trust and boost your brand's e-commerce potential. Hello and welcome back to the E-Commerce Brain Trust podcast. I'm your host, Kiri Masters, and today I'm joined again by a colleague of mine at Acadia, Scott Waldron, who is the Director of SEO. Previously, Scott spent eight years developing and eventually heading up the SEO practice for 360i for Dentsu International. In addition to SEO, Scott has managed millions in paid search spend from national brands at Digitas and Razorfish and as a consultant inside and outside of startups. He lives in the far north Atlanta suburbs, close to Lake Lanier with his wife, three kids and three cats. And today, Scott, you're back. We did a sort of like SEO 101 for e-commerce last time on the show and we are back today to talk about the convergence of Google SEO and Amazon. Welcome back to the show. Thanks, Gary. Great to be here. Yeah, this topic has definitely come onto my radar in 2022 as one notable change that I saw was Google was surfacing Amazon product reviews in its search snippets, like just taking word for word customer reviews. When I think I had searched for like a nail enamel brand and I was like nail enamel brand plus reviews or something like that. And it was like literally taking Amazon product reviews and putting it into the featured snippets. And that was sort of the latest incarnation of a trend I'd seen over a few years, which was Amazon product pages and store pages rank really high on Google search results. And it's really hard for, let's say, like a D2C brand to actually compete with their Amazon store page. And, you know, to the extent that you care about that is going to be different brand by brand. Some brands really care about that. Others are just happy to be, have a pretty low effort way to rank high on Google search results. So I'm definitely not an SEO expert, but you absolutely are. And I'm excited to get into this topic with you today to talk about the convergence there and like what you see from product brands as well in terms of what their perspective is around, you know, their Google search results, brand search results actually kind of getting taken over by Amazon. Absolutely. And I think it's like a big theme in SEO with exactly what you mentioned earlier here about Amazon product reviews ranking on Google for, you know, brand plus review queries. It's also, you know, a common theme in like cinema is this idea of the multiverse. So here we have a platform ranking on another platform. And so how do you take the presence in one to make sure that it shows up well in the other? A lot of that, I think it boils down to viewing Amazon in this case, kind of inverse of how you typically think of it as, as an extension of your brand. The reason why Amazon reviews are going to be ranking at the top of the list when you do a brand search is typically because Amazon's already got the content and it's been indexed. It has such a high authority as a domain. You know, it is sort of like the platform for e-commerce that any product review, you know, Google is going to view an Amazon review as a trusted source. So thinking about it as your presence and engagement with customers on the marketplace as an extension of your brand and your website, I think makes sense here. And so interesting stat I pulled was if you take out Google as like the number one most visited website in the US, the next most visited website is YouTube. And so a lot of people are killing time, but also doing research and being entertained. 
Next after that is Facebook, sometimes Twitter, but usually at number four, three or four, depending on your list here, will be Amazon. And that's, you know, accounting for, I think the stat I'm going to quote is from over the summer from similar web, but it was, I think, roughly two and a half percent of all United States visits on the internet go to Amazon. That's just a huge amount of traffic when you think about it. It's not surprising that any sort of commerce related search related to review to purchase is going to surface Amazon first. Now, I think the key to keep in mind in what I call kind of like total SEO is thinking of your brand as you know your owned entity. And I think last time we talked a little bit about some of the things that you can do to take ownership of that brand. You know, if you've been around enough, if you've been written up in publications, there's a good chance that your brand is ready for a Wikipedia entry. Having having information about your brand out there, of course, Wikipedia is a fiercely defended territory for information. So it's a bit of its own game or rules of the road when it comes to getting a citation put up on Wikipedia. But I've seen several brands do it over time is owning that space, connecting that to your social profile, you know, whether that's making a link out to it on your homepage or you're just kind of sharing out the fact that you're in Wikipedia. But there's this idea of kind of building out your knowledge panel. And so we mentioned last time when you do a search for a brand like Amazon, for example, you're going to see in the upper right corner, if you're on a desktop computer, you're going to see a lot of information about Amazon contained there. So things like the fact that it's an e-commerce company, the current CEO, the customer service chat linked to their chat line, a phone number, stock price, all that information is kind of part of this knowledge graph that Google has built around the entity of Amazon. But it does the same exact thing with other sites and other entities. So when we think about total SEO or total brand ownership of across the web, it is taking into account things like all of your social media platforms that you can be on. But in your Google business profile, if you have you know, a phone number or a brick and mortar address, but also this idea of like the entity that is your brand and lives out there and could live in a place like Wikipedia. That's super interesting because a lot of the folks I speak with on the digital and e-commerce side sort of lament this idea of channels because ultimately we can see spend on one quote unquote channel resulting in sales in another or awareness and different types of metrics like that. And so you'd think of Google as a D2C channel or supporting D2C efforts, or if you're a retailer, then your retail.com site. But like you said, Google's actually pulling in all of these different signals from social channels, from retailers to assemble the knowledge panel about a brand. And the Amazon reviews and information from the store is actually really important for that knowledge graph. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the most visited sites, one of the most trusted sites. Yeah. Of course, it's been like anything, like a you know old school SEO games to death in many ways, but it nonetheless has that legacy of being a trusted domain. And I think it's a broader, I think, conversation to talk about, you know, legitimacy of reviews, but just I think the age and trust of the site is is kind of beyond question at this point. So it does open the door though to thinking about smaller marketplaces, especially if you're very specialized in what you do, you know, making sure that yes, 95% of people in the US when they start thinking about buying something online, their mind is going to go to Amazon, Walmart, Target. But there are other platforms out there like Etsy 
like more niche things. As I mentioned before, I used to work in consult in the pet space. So, you know, Petco, PetSmart, things like that, where destination sites for a specific type of product or consumer, if you work your discoverability magic on those platforms, just like you do on your site or your Amazon presence, you stand to benefit from a much higher qualified visitor discovering you where you are. And that's where I think an interesting place I've seen brands go in developing kind of an understanding of of their demand and how people talk about them is really monitoring websites like Reddit and Quora, where people are having these conversations around different products and services and getting an idea of you know, how is the brand being talked about? And what I think is even more revealing, just like with Amazon reviews being curated is now Reddit threads are being curated when you're looking for these sort of comparative or commercial intent searches. You know, whether or not you have a presence on these other platforms within platforms, it's nevertheless, I think, useful to look at them and to do a search for your brand or your product and to see how people are talking about it. Because that, I think, will give you some insight into how they shop. And if just learned as a consultant and being in-house myself, SEO is not always the answer here, but you can kind of use SEO as a tactic in your playbook to do some real landscape analysis and get the insight to make the impact to your bottom line. Absolutely. So how do you think about a situation where a brand is saying, I want to rank my site higher than Amazon? or my brand term, or maybe even some other like generic search terms? I think you're going to want to prepare yourself for disappointment, but (laughs) not without some opportunity to succeed. And I think the key there is thinking about your brand term and your main brand entity. So this idea that that entity search, like I've alluded to, is very real. So brands that I know, and I've personally worked with that, that do better on e-commerce platforms in terms of, you know, percent of sales and also just the sheer volume the platforms offer still can rank pretty well for their core brand and their brand identity, you know, like the main term or terms related to the product, provided that they have that content on their website. So making sure there's this idea of completing that knowledge panel and there's a component of that that you can do on your own website that can be achieved through a couple of key areas. So on your homepage, There's this idea of new semantic markup that provides additional context to Google. So we used to call that metadata. So in SEO, the title tag of the web page, the meta description of the web page, there's additional markup that brands can deploy on pages called schema markup. And so that's something that Google and other search engines look at to provide a little bit more context about the page, but also about that entity, the company that owns the page. So there's something called organization schema which has facets to it. So it can be a company, but that's where you can put that information like your, if you have a 1-800 number or a customer service chat, you can provide additional kind of links within the metadata here, a schema markup that tells Google a little bit more about you as an entity. And you can include things like your founder data being founded. Some of that information might be better placed on an about us page, but in general, from a company perspective or a business perspective, you can align that information all on your homepage and really, you know, tell Google everything you can about you and your brand. And by doing that, you do a couple of things. You reinforce perhaps what, you know, Google already understands about your site and that it's seen your name mentioned and let's say you're headquartered in New York, then yes, lo and behold, your address, contact information reflects that in the markup 
but also it gives you that ability to tell Google a little bit more about your business and who you are and you know what your social media profiles are, where people can call to inquire with customer service or that information. And that's something that you can all do on your own website. Schema markup there, I think, is very helpful. Additionally, one of the reasons that usually you'll see the Amazon uh, snippet appear as the featured result is the fact that there's that all that extra information about star ratings and reviews. And that's another thing that I've seen companies successfully use the schema markup for with e-commerce is, you know, making sure you have product schema enabled and review schema tied to that so that you have that ability to tell Google, hey, this is a blurb and this blurb is about this product and it is saying it is a five star or a four star product. So that's another little bit of the technical side of SEO that can help you by giving that more additional context to Google about the relative content of the page product and review can help Google surface that information a little more easily. But if we look at sheer volume and trending products, we're trying to rank for the next fidget spinner or what's kind of hot and new or even what's cold and old, but still in demand. You know, Amazon's going to be that sort of default source of truth for commercial queries. But on your brand, I think if you enable these features, take advantage of them. I've seen you know many of the clients that I've both been in-house for and consulted with, I've seen them still maintain their own presence on their brand by doing those things. So that's all good information. And the power that Amazon has as a very credible source is a great point. Just as an aside, something I've noticed in the world of mainstream media publications, publications like Travel and Leisure, for example, or publications that I'm reading, everyone, New York Times, a lot of these publications are looking to build alternate revenue streams through affiliate marketing. And they have entire publications in the case of, I think it's the New York Times has this publication called Stylist. And it's amazing. It's basically an affiliate site and it is curated products. Some of it is like what's in your bag from a celebrity, but a lot of curated content and just really good quality content, all affiliate links. And I've found more and more with those types of publications, it will just be here are the top 10 women's hiking pants according to Amazon shoppers or Amazon shoppers can't get enough of this party dress. It's amazing. Like really entire articles and listicles are being created out of Amazon product reviews, essentially. It's just like whatever is the top rated product, grab some snippets from product reviews, wham, bam, there's an article ready for the next day. The credibility is going beyond that into mainstream publications whereby I'm now reading an article about the top 10 hiking pants for women and the source of credibility is some random person writing an Amazon product review. Huh, that's amazing. I think it's probably got about the same amount of impact that we've seen happen with listicle articles in general. You know, sometimes they do write fairly well, especially if they're providing a unique take or interpretation on it. I think the, the phrase you that you use that stands out to me and is relevant here is curation. Mm-hmm. And so I think as this idea, kind of going back to entity search, I've not done a lot of my own marketing of my own personal brand. But if I do a search for Curie Masters, I'm sure I'm going to see this podcast come up and the results, you know, see your bio on our company's website. I'm going to find some other information about you, other articles where you may have been interviewed. And, you know, the fact that 
Google kind of builds that portraiture of you, it makes you an authority in the marketing space, in the e-commerce space. And I think the idea of the curation of what's happening with these listicles in the New York Times is, is if there's a byline from you know who the curator is, you know, it could be the broadly the New York Times, but let's say it's actually like a style influencer or a celebrity, that byline is going to add and be kind of a multiplier on top of the New York Times zone authority to help that rank. So it's an interesting way of thinking about it's not just the what, but it's also the who is telling you the what. And I think it's an interesting opportunity to think about, you know, building out those relationships, if, whether influencer or your distribution of you know, who you're working with, how you're getting the word out can play an impact on your discoverability for your own brand and for the broad category of what you're selling. So what does this mean for brands that don't invest in Amazon content? Temper your expectations. I think that's a key component. We typically have a rule of thumb in SEO where, generally speaking, you know, we believe that that first spot in the search results is going to get the most clicks. And if Amazon's going to be the one owning that, you know, that could be anywhere between 15% to 40, 60, 70% on a branded query. You know, just understand that that's maybe what you're giving up by not investing in that channel. But the other side is the volume, you know, the default provides there. So if your brand is carried, but you're not necessarily selling directly or actively managing your Amazon presence, it's another distributor doing that for you. Understanding that that's still going to play a role in your uh, wholesale sales in that case. But even if that's not the case, Amazon's still likely going to get the number one spot. Setting expectations for what is you know being number two look like or number three, you know you're still looking anywhere probably between you know five and ten percent of the clicks of what you could be getting. So thinking that through, I think it's a good way to level set. But understanding that if you were to be number one, that's going to take an investment from either you know, having a go-to-market strategy on Amazon and making sure you're maximizing that directly rather than, say, through a distributor, or really investing in your brand and doing some of those things we mentioned earlier about you know, claiming your whole web presence and really you know, building out the detailed information around your brand as an entity, as a business, to tell Google and the other search engines that you're for real and there's real people behind this business with you know, real addresses, phone numbers, social media profiles, kind of waging what I call total SEO, total online presence optimization. Love it. So anything else you close off with today, Scott, talking about Amazon, Google, it's not one versus the other necessarily. These two things can work really well together and it's certainly what more and more shoppers are coming to expect. Any other closing thoughts? Yeah, I think the multiverse is real. <laughs> so a former colleague used to say, embrace the chaos that it is. But also I think, yeah, remember to take a step back and kind of take a look at the platform through the lens as a shopper and kind of understand the benefits that both your site and Amazon are providing the user and strike a balance between what you want as a business and what your customer wants as a customer and meet them where they are. Perfect. Well, thank you for joining me again, Scott, and for all of your insights into this brave new world. Thanks, Gary. Been a pleasure. I hope to have another conversation soon.